In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. This is the third Sunday of Kiak, and all of our four Sunday readings, as we've been discussing, is all from the first chapter of uh, St. Luke in the month of Kiak, and it all, of course, relates to the story of nativity during this fast. So in the in order, in the, all the 80 verses of the first gospel of St. Luke, the first chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke, we talk about the Annunciation of St. John the Baptist to Zacharias, the Annunciation of our Lord to St. Mary, which we read last week. Today's reading is about the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth, and next week's reading is on the birth of St. John the Baptist. So during these four weeks, we bask in the glory of the great story of nativity that um, sparkles with hope, love, and gives grace uh, to the entire human race. So God, the creator of the universe, is now in our midst in the manger and to save us and to deliver us from every evil of death and the angels uh, proclaiming glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. This is the peace and the goodwill that was shown towards men, that our salvation is now here and that Emmanuel, which means God is with us, is truly indeed with us in every sense of the word, dwelling among us and even in our humanity in every real way. These readings culminate, of course, on the 29th of Kiak, where we celebrate the birth of Christ and the revealing of him to the world in the most humblest of places in the manger. But today's reading relates to the visit of St. Mary to St. Elizabeth. Tradition states that St. Mary was 16 years old when Archangel Gabriel appeared to her um, and announced that great news to her. And um, But even though she was so young, she was like 16 years old or so, and she traveled with haste, it says in scripture, and travels uphill towards Judah. And if you measure it, it's approximately 81 miles. A 16-year-old who just got this announcement from Archangel Gabriel walks upward, um, uphill towards Judah uh, for 81 miles to serve her cousin Elizabeth. She endures such trials with patience, quietness, submission, love, and of course that spirit of service that is common among all the saints. We often speak of this amazing visit between Mary and Elizabeth, but ignore the important visit, really, which is between St. John and our Lord Jesus Christ while still in the wombs of their mothers. Um, Here, our Lord went to John to sanctify St. John for the purpose ahead of him. So as it happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, as the scripture we read today says, that the babe leaped in her womb for joy, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, so did the baby in her womb receive the Holy Spirit at the same time as well. So just like the prophets in the Old Testament were anointed with the Holy Spirit to help them fulfill their mission uh, in the Old Testament, you know, all the Old Testament prophets had that happen, like David, for example. Um, Here, too, St. John was anointed with the Holy Spirit, uh, even in his mother's womb, which we read uh, in the first week of Kayak. We we talked about this never happened before. This was the first prophet that ever received this kind of an anointing uh, from Christ himself and in the womb of his mother. It was here that St. John received that anointing to fulfill that very important mission that he had as the last of the Old Testament prophets. Um, The reading also says that St. John leaped for joy in the womb of St. Elizabeth. What did St. John perceive as a baby while still in the womb that caused him to jump for joy? He perceived the presence of Christ with all of his glorious and joyous effects in our life, and which starts, of course, with the nativity. But here he leaped for joy because he perceived that the creator of the universe was now in our humanity, just like himself, like St. John's humanity. Christ was in uh, humanity as well. 
we see that uh, a, a kind of a very interesting, as a side note, a uh, very similar parallel with this in the Old Testament. In Second uh, Samuel chapter 6, one of the Old Testament symbols, as you know, of St. Mary is the Ark of Covenant. You know, the Ark that Moses had, that inside had the, what, the Ten Commandments, the Rod of Aaron, and the Pot of Manna. Um, so just like that, um, that was a symbol of St. Mary because St. Mary now has the Word of God inside of her. So um, St. Elizabeth says, But why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And when the baby inside her uh, heard this, leaped for joy. Um, a very clear parallel happens with David in Second Samuel. When the Ark of Covenant was brought before the king, uh, King David says, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? And then he danced in the presence of the Lord. So this was a fulfillment of uh, one of the Old Testament types or prophecies. Now Elizabeth was a righteous person herself and the cousin of St. Mary. We know this. And after receiving the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth begins to praise St. Mary as also Archangel Michael praised her uh, just a few verses before this. Our Holy Mother is praised by both man and by angels. Um, she understood that great honor. St. Elizabeth understood that great honor that she was receiving by this visit and felt unworthy that the mother of my Lord should come and visit her. She then prophesied by saying, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which are told her from the Lord. This applies to us as well as St. Mary was first to receive Christ in her. As she would receive the fulfillment of the promises because she received Christ uh, willingly. Likewise, we too, when we receive Christ in our lives and in our hearts, we receive the promises given to us as well. I like the quote from St. Ambrose of Milan who says, You also are blessed because you have heard and believed. A soul that believes both conceives and brings forth the word of God and acknowledges his works. So just like St. Mary held Christ inside of her, we too hold Christ inside of her. We become like uh, small St. Mary's walking around as well because we have Christ inside of us and we give Christ to the rest of the world. After Elizabeth ends this prophecy, St. Mary begins hers. Uh, she sings this hymn in the same spirit as like it, when you read the Psalms. For example, you might see a lot of parallels with the prayer of uh, or the hymn of St. Mary that we read today with Psalm 34. If you can go back and, and read that, you'll see a lot of very similar, that similar spirit in both of the, uh, the hymns. But her hymn or prayer that we read today is kind of saturated with great beauty and boldness and each of the phrases that she gives can be like a, a sermon by itself or a book even. You can take one little phrase that she talks about and we can uh, you know, talk for hours and hours, but we don't have time for that right now. So let's just look at a couple of the points that St. Mary notes. First, she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. She magnified the Lord. How can God be magnified by a human being? How can that be? Right? God is who He is. He's full of glory, irrespective of we, if we glorify or magnify Him. He is still the same and unchanged. How can God be magnified? He is what He is, right? In the beginning, um, in the uh, bringing, it, what, what this magnification means, it's we're bringing attention to something that is, what it is like magnifying glass when you the magnifying glass reveals the truth about a matter in greater detail even though that truth always existed whether we saw it or not um, he is in no need of us proclaiming his greatness but it is to our benefit that we uh, give him that magnification so to magnify the lord is to provide 
the giver of life a larger and more magnified or more significant place in our hearts and lives and removing other things that are not worthy of our attention. This is what it means to glorify God. The glorifying God is not just with the hymns that we sing and with the prayers that we pray, but also to give Him a larger place in our lives and in our hearts so that we um, can magnify Him in our hearts. The other thing that she talked about, she rejoiced in God, her Savior. She says, I rejoice in God, my Savior. St. Mary needed salvation. She had the same fallen nature that we had due to that first sin that Adam and Eve uh, committed. So when she took, when, um, so when the Lord took flesh from St. Mary and united it to his divinity, our, all of our nature was, written, was risen again. During these times uh, when joy is rarely found, we, when we look around our lives today, uh, joy can be rarely found. A lot of people are really struggling with what's going on in the world uh, with this blessed year of 2020. Um, we hope that uh, you know the, the joy can return to people's lives. Uh, but we find great joy. We find amazing joy, though, during these times in the manger. <clears throat> Where Christ is present, there is joy. Where, wherever Christ is, people are joyous. Uh, I just read a, a Gallup article published earlier this month, uh, early December, that states that America's mental health or joy is um, at a, have sunk to an all-time low. Um, and you know, this is a survey that was taken among thousands of people, and people have stated that their you know their joy is is lower than it's ever been right now. Joy and mental health has declined for sure this year. But the article does go on to say, it's really interesting, that those who have remained plugged into the church and at some level and have changed, um, have that, that level has changed uh, the least from last year. So people who have stayed plugged into the church and stayed with a relationship with God have actually improved in their joy and improved in their mental health uh, if they attended regularly. We encounter Christ when we want to leap for joy just to, like St. John did. Whenever Christ comes to us, we want to leap for joy and have that joy uh, in our lives. He brings true joy that is everlasting when He's present. That's the truth uh, for all those who have experienced Him. Even in times of trouble, even when the world is not kind or even persecuting us, or even during pandemics, no matter what the situation, though the mountains fall around us and the sky fall, no matter what, as long as Christ is with us, there is great joy. When the Holy Family was looking for a place for him to be born, most, you know, everyone rejected them. He was only found in a manger, that uh, lowliest of places, which of course was full of animals and all kinds of bad smells and uh, uncleanliness, right? And there he decided to be among us. There in this worst and lowly places, this is where he decided to be with us. And in, and in our lives as well, when we struggle and in, we're in a lowly state in our lives, this is when God decides to stay with us and bring us his joy. Because even at, at this manger that was full of all stank and, and animals and, and really uncleanliness, uh, he brought there the sparkling star, the praise of the angels, and the worship of kings. He transformed the manger into one of the most iconic uh, symbols in human history. And today in our lives, when everyone else is rejecting him and consequently are all very sad and, and um, struggling, we accept Christ, right? And we allow Christ to enter into our lives. And there is where the joy can be found. So we have to let God enter into our families, our marriages, our work, enter, uh, enter into our relationships, our studies, our busy schedule, and most importantly, of course, 
our spiritual lives. He transforms all of our lives. And just like the manger that was unfit for him when we consider his glory, but has become this great glorious scene, in um, this iconic scene that we all uh, remember, that's full of majesty and sparkles with such great uh, holiness, the manger, um, just like that, we he transforms us as well. Um, we should allow Christ to enter into our lives, no matter how unfit we think we are. We remember the manger, and we say, though God entered uh, enter into this really bad place, He transformed it. No matter what our current situation is, we should never uh, stop from asking Christ to enter into our life, because He can transform whatever situation we have into something glorious. Just let Him in, and He'll transform everything and make all things new. Just like St. Ambrose said, the spirit of St. Mary's prayer should be in us, during this time of nativity, this same spirit. So go home today and reread this uh, prayer that she sung today and pray it as if you're the one praying it because you have Christ in you, especially after you take the Eucharist today. So just doesn't uh, pray these words on her behalf, but she also prays uh, these words on behalf of all humanity. Just like most of the Psalms, when we, when we read the Psalms, we pray them as if we're the ones praying it. We should also pray her prayer as if we're the ones praying it coming from our own heart. So though our Lord only had one mother according to the flesh, we all become like St. Mary's, uh, like become St. Mary carrying God like his mother. Um, Christ is with us and even within us through baptism, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that we receive, through faith in the Holy Trinity, through the reading of scriptures and all the holy books, partic uh, participating in the Eucharist and through service, we know that Christ is with us as he's promised to be with us even unto the end of the ages. If we receive these things and keep them holy in our life, then Christ is indeed within us and we become like St. Mary, bearing Christ and giving him to the whole world. The soul that succeeds in this can also sing that same hymn like St. Mary, thinking of the greatness of God, magnifying God, rejoicing in His greatness that has come down to us who are lowly and in need of Him and allows us to share this uh, great majesty with Him. And this causes us, of course, great joy no matter what the situation we're in. Just as St. Mary's soul magnified the Lord and her spirit rejoiced in God her Savior, we too, when we're living the life in the church, with all the graces that, that are inside the church, can magnify the Lord and rejoice in Christ our Savior. So let's uh, let St. Mary's soul be each in, in, in each one of us to proclaim the greatness of the Lord. If we earnestly bring Him into our lives, He will transform it uh, into the image of the Nativity with all of its joy and message of hope and goodwill into our lives. That is the promise that He, of course, gives us. So we too leap for joy just like St. John did and say with St. Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. May Christ be born in all of our hearts whose mercy and love for us is beyond words to whom be glory forever. Amen.